welcome back to the Life Edit and Design podcast. Hi, I'm Julianne, and we're back still in season one, and we're still on the topic of environment. And this is episode five, and in episode five, we're going to be doing a little bit something different called the Consumption Challenge. So before we dive into it, you might want a little reference on what exactly, how does consumption fit into the environment? So what we've done so far in the last couple of episodes, we've talked about a kitchen edit, a home edit. We even did the car edit, right? So we're talking about your physical surroundings. That's what environment is. We also did outdoors, so the, the actual, what most people think of as environment. But we've also done um, just the physical things that you have in your world. Well, a lot of your environment is the things that you surround yourself with, the stuff of your life. So even in the kitchen and the home edit, we dealt with stuff, but this is gonna be kind of a more advanced level. So if you haven't gone back, you know, go back and do the home edit and the um, kitchen edit. Those are both very fun episodes. But in this episode, I'm going to give you a bit of a challenge. So this is all called a consumption challenge because we're taking things to the next level. So hopefully you've gotten rid of a lot of stuff in your house. You've decluttered a bunch of things. You've cleaned up your car. Um, and then now in this step, we're going to go again, something a little bit more advanced. We're going to do a consumption challenge. So what is a consumption challenge and why would you want to do one? So first off, Consumption challenge means buying stuff. What are you consuming? And I just wanted to give you a few of the benefits here. Obviously, um, there's gonna be many, many more, but here's just the most common ones. If you're, you're not buying stuff anymore, then you're gonna be saving a lot of money, right? And you'll have less clutter. And if you're not surrounded by clutter, you're going to feel a lot less stress. And if you don't believe me, clear off a table that's covered with stuff, just put everything in a box, put it away, and then come back and look at that clear space and you can just feel the, the, the sense of, ah, right? It feels so good when you get that stuff away. Um, another good reason is you set a good example. And this I have found to be very, very true as I was um, getting rid of stuff and then starting this consumption challenge for myself. I noticed that my husband and my daughter both started kind of following along and you know they both got rid of stuff when we did the edits and as I set the consumption challenge up I've noticed that they're following along in their own way and doing their own thing so we'll get into some examples of what I'm doing um, but you can definitely set a good example for family especially um, younger children you want to be setting a tone for them that is not what they're seeing on media Everything on media is buy, buy, buy. I live in the United States and it's a very much a consumption uh, economy, a consumption culture. You know, you always have to have the latest and greatest. And you know, here I am talking from an iPad Air, which is brand new. So I, I get it. I am affected by it too, but I'm doing what I can to reduce some of that consumption challenge and to really start to feel like I'm very, you know, when I consume something, I've given it a lot of thought. It's not a knee jerk purchase. And, you know, I have some rules and we're going to get into that in just a minute. So again, setting a good example for your kids, for your spouse, um, for your coworkers, all great ideas. Stimulating creativity. Um, I find that this is kind of fun. You know, when you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm not going to be buying anything new. And we'll talk about the rules that you'll set, but you find that you have to get creative and find other uses for things. So say, um, you know, you need a new stand, you need a new rolling cart or whatever. What I found, you know, when I was, we moved and I had all this stuff and I'm like, okay, I, I need something to organize this. You had to get creative and look at all the stuff you already had and say, okay, how could I repurpose something that I have? Or if you're looking at gadgets, you know, especially with the kitchen edit, you're looking at all these gadgets, you're like, do I need all these? Or can I get creative and find one gadget that can do the job or three or four gadgets? So you get a little bit more creative when you can't go out and buy everything you need and you're not gonna go out and buy a specialty item. 
just because it can do one thing. Like you don't need something that can just julienne vegetables if you've got the ability, if you've got a knife, right? Do you really need it unless you're using it constantly or you can go and buy freezer food that's already been julienned and you don't need to deal with it. So um, just think about how you can be more creative as you're doing this um, challenge. Easier to move. Yes, I have found this out from firsthand experience. The less stuff you have, the easier it is to move your house, move your apartment, move your rooms, move your furniture. Less stuff is always, always better. And one thing that I'll also say that's kind of, I've learned through this process is if you are going to consider buying something new with the idea of moving, you know, having that in mind, um, to think about what is easier to physically move. So as I was getting rid of some furniture and deciding what to keep and what to move, I looked at the heavy pieces and I was like, that's not staying. If it takes two, three people and we're struggling to move it, then I don't need that in the next house. So that's going to be one of the things in the garage sale pile, right? So I have um, like a really pretty buffet from the kitchen. I don't need it. I have a smaller house. I don't need it. And it's heavy. I'm like, no way. I don't need it. And then I had a choice between a couple of desks that as we downsized, we had about three desks that we didn't necessarily need anymore. And which one were we going to pick to keep as the desk? And again, I decided based on weight, like I want stuff that's lighter. So if it's a big, heavy desk and bulky and hard to move, it's gone. So part of your consumption challenge is it makes you smarter about purchasing. You start to set rules that say, okay, am I going to purchase something you know, given choice A and choice B, which one's more in alignment with what I want. So for me, the ability to move stuff became a really big factor in how I choose now and going forward, how I'm going to be buying stuff. It, it has to be light and much more portable. Um, less to lose. <laughs> this is a good one. If you own less, you have less to lose. If you open a drawer and there's three things in it, you're going to be able to find those three things. If you open a drawer and there's 33, 33 things in it and you're looking for that one pencil, it's going to be hard to find, right? And if you own less, it just in general, it's less to lose. Like you're walking around the house going, where did I put that? You know, where's that screwdriver with a Phillips head? If you only own one and it's in the same spot every time, it's a lot less to have to worry about losing and it's easier to find, right? These kind of go hand in hand. So less to lose, meaning you can't lose it in your house. You can't lose it in the clutter because there's less of it and it's easier to find. So again, these kind of hark back a little bit to the edit over here. When you own less, you have a lot, a lot easier things to deal with as far as easier to move, easier to find and less to lose. So those kind of come together and those are results of the home edit. But if you stick to this consumption challenge and you don't start buying more, you're going to find that you're in this category. And also it's fun. I find it fun and you're not going to do this unless it is fun for you. So if the, the idea is kind of exciting and you're like, hmm, I would like to set up some rules to buy less and I want to consume less, um, then that is going, you're going to find this is going to be a fun challenge. And again, I left you some room, some blank lines to put your own, um, benefits in. Cause if you have some things that are really, you know, better for the environment, if you're consuming less, better for your brain, if you're consuming less, you know, Whatever it is, um, you could definitely write in your own challenges. And I, I think better for the environment is definitely one that should have been on this list. So let's go into, before we set the rules, it's why are you going to do this challenge? So we just talked about the benefits and that's gotten your mind moving. So why are you doing this challenge? And when I went into it, um, it was definitely like, I just felt like I was getting influenced too much by culture. 
I wasn't making smart choices. So for me, this was a, a very big values um, reason or values challenge. Like I wanted to make my own choices. I didn't want to be affected by the commercials. I didn't want to buy into the culture of buy, buy, buy. Um, you know, I watched people, especially at the holiday season, just buying junk, junk that I knew was going to wind up, you know, in a recycle bin or a trash barrel and just like, oh, you know, why are people even buying this stuff? And it kind of disgusted me. And then I said, you know, I'm really part of this problem too. So that for me was my main reason for doing the consumption challenge was I don't want to buy into that culture anymore. I want to make smart decisions. I want to love the things that I own. If I don't love it, it's got to go. So again, that's a big part of that edit was everything that had to go that I didn't love. But going forward, why would I buy something unless I loved it? And I got smarter. So the edits that we've started off with were really very intentional because you can't really do this consumption challenge until you've gone through and edited some of your stuff and gotten more in touch with the stuff that you own. It, it's just... Again, it's an awareness. It's a culture thing. When you start to become aware, and I'm not saying you have to go minimalist. I, I'm slowly going in that direction, but not really not as uh, hardcore as a lot of people. But you have to get in touch with your stuff. You have to understand what you own, why you own it. You have to see it. You can't just be blind to it. And you walk in your house and you just don't even see the things on your walls, the things on your counters, the furniture in your room. You just stop seeing it after a while. And that's what these edits were all about, was bringing the awareness and letting you kind of open up and get some stuff out. But now the danger and the reason for the consumption challenge is you don't want to feel like it's a vacuum and it's going to start to suck new stuff in, right? That's not the point, right? We want to get it out and keep it out. So that's where this consumption challenge comes in. It's kind of a part two. So you've done a bunch of edits. Part two is not to go out and buy more. So you really have to have a good why. Why are you going to do this challenge? And I've given you a lot of space here to write this down. So if you can't see that clearly, it's, you know, just why are you doing this challenge? And then some blank lines. Make sure you've got this pretty well um, clarified for yourself. Don't leave this as wishy-washy. Don't skip over this. Um, again, it can be about you know trying to save money. That's a big thing, and it might get you started. But then you might start to feel some of these other benefits of having you know, less decisions to make. That's another great benefit. If you've got some rules, which we're about to go into, it helps you make decisions, and you actually make less decisions because you're like, oh, I have a rule that says I'm not buying this, and you don't have to think about it. So it takes a lot of that stress away. So there's stress from clutter, but then there's stress from decision-making and that goes away and you don't, you won't get this till you're doing it. So this is something that I think will evolve for you. And as you fill this in, you may go back and say, well, you know, I really like some of these benefits, but now I'm realizing some of these other benefits are coming into play that I didn't even realize I was going to get from this. So write down your goal, but be free to change that and enhance it and add more to it and say, now that I've gotten going on this, I'm really excited. So Let's get into the rules because this is the heart of what you're going to do. So again, this page is just a bunch of blank lines for rules. And I've left you a lot of rules. And I want to take you through what I did because there's so many different directions you can go with this consumption challenge. So in January, you know, New Year's resolution time, one of my resolutions was to consume less. And actually, I have it. Whoops, sorry. We're defending the castle again. Seems to happen every episode. The dogs have to defend the castle. Let me, um, I'm just going to jump over here and see if I can find. Here it is. I had some themes. And I don't know if you can see this well, but one of my themes was consume less. And then I had set up my rules. So I had done this before I came up with this planner. But um, so you can see that I had some rules. And I'm hoping you can read this pretty well. 
Um, the first thing was no unnecessary purchases. So I was talking about consuming less physical things. So no unnecessary purchases to Halloween meant that um, I couldn't just buy a new shirt. I couldn't just go out and buy you know new makeup. There had to be a reason for it. And it could like if something was broken, I could replace it. So I could do, you know, say I had a pair of shoes that actually I did have a pair of shoes that ripped. Um, so I could go out and buy a new pair of shoes only to replace something that was broken. And I gave myself until Halloween because I knew once Halloween season kind of hit, I knew I'd be buying things as gifts. So I wanted to give myself kind of an out clause and I'm almost there. Um, and then I had another rule that wants can be gifts. So if there was something I really wanted, um, like I wanted, you know, say I did want a new pair of shoes, but I had no reason to buy them. Then they went off on a wish list and I could, um, put them as, you know, for the next gift giving holiday. So if it was mother's day or Christmas or my birthday, at least I had a list of things that I wanted throughout the year. And the funny thing is when you put things on this wants list or this wish list is when it comes time and someone's saying, Hey, you know, your birthday's coming. What do you want? And you look at it. A lot of those things kind of drop off your list. And you don't want them. For Mother's Day, I actually didn't even want anything on my list. I wanted a pedicure. Kind of funny. So um, you'll see that this, by having a wish list, it even helps you more with unnecessary purchases because then you realize maybe later you've kind of the passion or the desire for that item has gone away. So I had wants as um, a wish list. So I wasn't actually going to get it, but I could ask for it as a gift. No unnecessary purchases. And then I had, you know, what was I allowed? So if I had a gift card, I told myself, okay, I'm allowed to buy something if somebody gave me a gift card to purchase it. So I had a gift card to Michael's. So I could shop at Michael's if I wanted because I wasn't using my money. I was actually getting it as a gift through a gift card. So that was a rule. Um, Health-related items were allowed for me. So if it's something that I was needing for my smoothies, um, like goji berries or something like that, that was allowed. Craft supplies, if it was part of recycling, meaning if I wanted to... Instead of getting rid of a table, I wanted to keep it, but I wanted to paint it a different color. Then the supplies were okay for that. Clothing only if it replaced an item. And then part of a leap. This is something that's much uh, beyond this uh, podcast, but if it was something that was like a big push, something pushing myself out of the comfort zone and I needed something to help me get out of that comfort zone, I was allowed to do that. So that was you know my consume less as far as purchases. Um, and then I also had, if you can see this, consume less TV. That was one of the things. So it's not just consume less physical items, but it was consume less TV. And again, I set myself some rules. So I was allowed one family time show. And that was um, because my husband watches a lot of TV. And I felt like I didn't want to never be around him in the evenings. So I said, okay, we can watch one show together as a family. Uh, and it's usually something like Amazing Race. Um, we're watching a lot of Amazing Race Canada right now because the U.S. doesn't have a lot going on with Amazing Race. Um, or we'd watch like American Ninja Warrior. But it was one show and I could just watch it for that for a time period. So like while Amazing Race was on, we would sit down once a week and watch that show. Um, so it wasn't an every night thing. It was just once during that series or whatever. I could watch true stories or documentaries. And this has been really, really cool. You know, we're on Netflix and... I've been coming up with some really cool documentaries and everyone kind of sits around and just because I have the TV on, they all start watching it. And, you know, my, my daughter really has taken off on this. I caught her watching some documentaries on her own when I wasn't even around. So again, going back to that setting an example, this is a great um, way to set an example for me and my family. 
And then I was allowed one family movie per week, which we really haven't done. We did kind of in the winter, I think a bit more, we'd go out on Netflix and we'd grab an old movie and we'd watch something. But um, the documentaries has kind of taken over um, and we do that much more than we watch a movie. And then I had one other thing, it was consume one bottle or less of wine a month. And then, oh, I had another thing. I just forgot I even had this. Go 30 days um, without dessert and do at least two sets of 30 days by October. And I've already accomplished uh, that. I did that in January and I did that in March. So I, no dessert for 30 days, which was great. And the consume one bottle or less, I did really good till about June. And then I had some struggles with that. But that gives you an idea. So that's my personal planner. Let me just get back into here. So these are the rules you're going to set. So what are you going to consume less of? What's going to be part of your consumption challenge? So I showed you how I had wine, I had or desserts, I had um, purchases, and I had TV. So I had four different things, and they each had their own rules. So you can make duplicates of this page if you want to set other, you know, one rule for this set and then create a new page and have a, a set of rules for a different challenge. So I had four going. It wasn't a problem for me to have that many going. They were, again, varied. So it was what's going into my mind. What am I spending my money? Like, so what am I spending my money on? What am I spending my time on? And what am I putting into my body? So it kind of fell into three categories and I didn't find that overwhelming. And I think, you know, I encourage you to come up with maybe at least two. I think one should be a money one. So again, these are my thoughts. You certainly don't have to follow what I'm thinking, but I, I like the idea of purchasing less. I think as a culture, especially in the United States, we need to stop buying. It's just, I could get on my high horse here, but we need to stop. We're just, so much of the stuff that's produced in our stores is junk and it just needs to stop. So I won't go there, but anyway, I would hope that you'll come up with one that involves some kind of rules about the purchases that you make. And then I also would hope that you do one about your body, your health, your fitness, whether it's what goes into your mind or what goes into your physical body. But that just gives you some guidelines, but then set some rules and decide. So I did on most of mine, it was until October because I know in October the sweets get kind of crazy. So I was like, you know, I want to make sure my dessert, no dessert challenge is done by October. And I knew I tend to do more shopping um, once the holiday season approaches. And so those kind of are the guidelines I put on it. And you can put whatever guidelines you want. So um, I encourage you just to give this some thought, make it doable. It doesn't have to be 12 months and you're not going to buy a thing. That's, that's not really realistic but come up with something that works for you. And then I gave you a tracker here. So this is just a dot grid for you to um, kind of write in, let me see my pen working. I think my pen turned on. Um, so you could do things like I was doing, I don't, know, don't have it handier here, but so I was doing like say I could do, this is just a down and dirty, but say I've got here like 12 boxes marked off and I can say, okay, so this is January, this is February, and this is March, April, you get the idea and say, okay, if I hit my one bottle or less of wine, I could shade that in, shade that in. So here's your tracker going here. Then I could do like on my, um, my day planner is where I tracked the TV. So on my day planner, I had a box that just said consume less. And I checked it off for every time that I followed my rules with regards to TV. Um, with the sugar thing, I had, again, it was on my day planner and I was checking boxes, but you could have, you know, 30 boxes. Again, I'm not counting. I'm just getting the idea. But you could shade in each box for every day of those 30 days you didn't have sugar so that you made your challenge. And, you know, again, I didn't know how you would use this page, so that's why I'm leaving it very, very 
open to interpretation, how you want to use it as a doc grid. You can create different doc grids if you want for different um, projects or different goals, but or you can just try to combine them all on one page. That's kind of what I did as I used graph paper and I just kept combining them onto the page and tracked them that way. So you can do that. And then I also gave you a notes page. So you can kind of talk about, you know, um, one thing that I was doing in my planner was I had a journal page stuck in and I was discussing what I purchased. So if I bought something, I said why and how it was within the rules. So you know, I bought a pair of shoes, but it was because these pair, this pair of shoes got wrecked. Um, you know, I bought, I, I don't, oh, I bought, I bought like the, the iPad. So you're looking at an iPad Air here and I bought that. And the reason I was able to buy that was because this was part of my business and I was launching the digital planner, which I'd never done before. And it was also a business expense. It wasn't coming out of my personal pocket. So I felt that that was within my rules to purchase. So again, you make your rules, you come up with a way to track how well you're doing, and then you can take notes. You can also do reflections after the challenge is over. Did you start to notice that you feel better? Did you make smarter purchases? And one thing we're going to dive into in the next episode is the capsule wardrobe because that for, came out of this. For me, it was kind of funny. Um, as I had set my rules, I couldn't buy anything new. And I was looking at my clothes and I'm like, oh, God, I feel like I have nothing to wear, but I can't buy anything new. And that kind of spun off the capsule wardrobe. And that's one of the most popular episodes um, on the first incarnation of this podcast, the life with less baggage, the capsule wardrobe and the shopping addiction were two of the most popular episodes that we listened to. So next week we're going to do the capsule wardrobe, which grew out of this um, need to not buy any more clothes. And it kind of was a way for me to feel like I had new clothes to wear without actually buying any. So stay tuned for that and come in and listen to that next week. And the shopping addiction, which is another very popular episode on the um, podcast was also something that was one of the reasons why I created this um, consumption was because I didn't want, I, I'm one of those people that does, I do enjoy shopping for recreation. Like I love going in the store and seeing all the pretty colors and the pretty, you know, the creative ideas. I love walking through Michael's and Hobby Lobby. And it was something that I felt like, you know, I'm one of those people. I, I have a bit of a shopping addiction. If I'm bored, there's nothing better than running to the store. And a lot of times I would come home without buying anything and I'd feel good. But there were times I'd buy something and then a week later I'd be like, why did I buy that? So this consumption challenge also helped me with that shopping addiction. So you can go back in the archives and look for that episode if you want to listen to it again. But if you feel like you're somebody who is suffering from a bit of that, you know, when things are bored or when you're depressed or you feel like you need to soothe yourself and you go out shopping, you may want to consider this consumption challenge because it might help you with that. And your goal might be, you know, I, or I want to overcome my shopping addiction or I want to minimize my shopping addiction. So there's a lot of directions this can go in, but you can see how we built a foundation through the edits to get you ready for this um, consumption challenge. So I hope you have fun. Again, these worksheets are all available on the website. You don't need uh, to give me your email address to get it. So go to Life Edit and Design. And if you can see that right there, Life Edit and Design, if you go there.com and you go to season one, which is what we're doing right now, season one, you'll see this podcast, which is episode five, and you'll see a chance to download the worksheets. Again, no email address required. And you can follow along. You can either do this in your digital planner, just like I'm doing, or you can print out the paper version and follow along that way. So I wish you the best of luck. I hope that you'll come back to the website and hit the chat button and let me know how you're doing. I'd love to have a conversation with you, learn how, how this affected you and how it maybe changed some of your behaviors and maybe what you saved. 
Um, again, give yourself some time. This is not something you're going to do in 30 days. Probably it's probably something you're going to do a little bit longer. Um, I gave myself eight months and I'm not actually, I gave myself 10 months. I'm sorry. And I'm eight months in. So I'm really enjoying this. I, I think I found a huge benefit for me and that's why I'm hoping that you'll be uh, encouraged and excited to do it for yourself. So hop on, get these sheets, do the challenge yourself, and then stay tuned next week where we get into the capsule wardrobe, which again is very related to this. All right, that's it for this episode. I loved chatting with you. We'll talk to you next time.